Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. I'll say one more time. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is June 5th, 2023. Thank you to the clock. And we are coming to you to review Sunday, June 4th, 2023. This is Blake. I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello. hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. Hey, hey. And uh, we're here. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, so great Sunday yesterday. Our I, maybe I shouldn't say that since I was the one who preached yesterday. <laughs> it was a little average Sunday. Yeah, premature there. Yeah. Um, no, but it was great seeing all of you. Uh, I know obviously we're into the summertime, and so summertime's all, you know, it's always a little different around church and during the summertime. Uh, you know, we, people are, you know, gone doing things, and so it's, uh, you know, week to week, it's like a whole different crowd. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what was that's kind of what's odd about it. But um, even the pastor doesn't show up, right? <laughs> but it was it was it was still a good time. We got a lot going on. Obviously, beach camp's coming up. They're leaving at the end of this week, and so praying uh, for them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, what about this past weekend? Anything interesting going on for you guys? Hmm. Can you even remember? No. Uh, this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, first of all, thanks to. Thanks to High Point for letting me have a Sunday off. Mr. Blake filled in. Yeah. Yay. Yay. See, I don't have a button, so I just do yeah. my own clapping. Yeah. So, yay. Mr. Blake filled in. <laughs> I'm it was but uh, no, it was good. It was good. To, it, it felt weird. It felt weird. Yeah. When you do something so, like, you don't realize you go all year and you're just like clockwork on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And then out of, just out of nowhere, one Sunday morning, you're not at High Point. It it felt extremely weird. Oh yeah, sure. Like I mean, I was like, "What? Well, right now, so and so's making himself some coffee, and uh, I know Tiffany's in the booth, and I, and I'm pretty sure B- Blake is handling about a thousand things before he has to get up and preach." And it was funny. he's probably tuning guitars and stuff. I was I was joking with somebody yesterday because it was like, um, they were like, "What's it like? What's different about coming to church when you're?" when you're preaching versus mm-hmm. when you're not, since I don't preach normally. Mm. And I was like, honestly, nothing for me because nothing, yeah. it's really weird, but it always seems to, it's like this weird timing where there, there's a lot of Sundays where as far as preach pre-service before church, nobody asked me to do anything. Like I'll just show up and start doing all the normal things that I would do. Right. Um, and, but a hand, you know, occasionally people will text me ahead of time. Hey, can you do this? Can mm-hmm. you do this for me? Can you help me with this? That sort of thing, which is great. But um, it never fails that, like, on the Sunday uh, that I'm that I happen to be filling in and preaching, mm-hmm. that m- people will text me and ask me to do tons of stuff before yeah. church. Oh yeah. And so, oh yeah. But here's yeah. the thing: they didn't know. No, they didn't know because we don't so, advertise it. Yeah, we, and so <laughs> I got. I think three different text messages of people asking me, hey, 
could you help me print this off for my on-site class and stuff like that, which I don't care at all. So please, if you're here this and that you were one of them, don't take that personally. Like it's I am look, never it's, asking him to do a thing it's, again. It's zero trouble to print something off. Literally, yeah. I could print it off from my phone. So mm-hmm. uh, that was not a big deal at all. And I was going to be down in the office at some point anyway. Uh, also had two on-site leaders ask me to fill in to teach their class. <laughs> Like bad, hey, bad can you, week. Can bad you cover day. for me? Can you cover for me? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. How do I make this work? Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, that was. I, I just thought that was funny. But then, what's funnier? The reason I bring all that up is then afterwards, people walk up to me and they're like, "I had no idea you, you were doing it." Yeah, yeah. Now they feel guilty. Yeah. yeah. They feel bad for asking me to do anything. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny that Joey wasn't here. But in the middle of like discipleship hour, he's texting us VBS ideas as if the rest of us are are also not at church. I know. I, oh I thought about word. that after I sent it. You're that guy. I am you're, that guy. You're that guy that we can that we not. I was I was gonna say complain. You're the guy that we joke about where we say, "Dude, you don't know that I'm like up here with the guitar in my hand leading right. worship, or I'm up here <laughs> preaching a sermon, and you're yeah. texting me in the middle of it." Hey, I had a moment where I was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" And I looked at the time and I went, "Well, he's standing on stage preaching." right now so no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> don't be that guy uh don't that yeah. guy don't be that guy. so joey was that guy this past weekend uh, what was. else did what was there anything else interesting happened with you guys I, isn't it weird how you get in the summertime mode and you're just checking all kinds of boxes and we got mm-hmm. so many events that are coming up and mm-hmm. things that are happening that you get in that mode and like I literally can't remember what i did two days ago oh yeah Same. absolutely i'm sitting here going what did i do saturday Mm-hmm. I actually think I just cleaned my house. That's no, it. Normally like, means you did nothing. Yeah. But I know that I, I know that I didn't do. Wait, how do I say that? I know I did something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I I remember leaving my home multiple times mm-hmm. and coming oh, back. I got my hair done. There was that. <laughs> she got that her, was about it. <laughs> she got her hair did. She remember that. I did. I did. Uh, Thursday night, I did go see Tim Hawkins. Oh, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. yeah. We'll oh yeah, y'all too. both did that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 We well, went out to get something to eat before and what a waste of time. I'm funnier we, than Tim Hawkins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way funnier than Tim Hawkins. <laughs> Man, where's that uh I would I would have expected the cuckoo clock at that point. Yeah. So. <clears throat> no, but, we um, had a group of what, fifteen or twenty? It was a big group. Yeah, it was a big group. Got to I don't know why we ate Mexican before, before. we <laughs> what went. What a mistake. What a mistake. And I'm telling you, it was the kind of Mexican that it all mixed together, you know, and stuff. And I found it funny with him telling that joke about do you eat your food separate or oh, does yeah. it touch or whatever. He, you know, he, he had everybody like raising their hand. Oh, I don't let my food touch. He was like, you're such a racist. You know, just getting <laughs> good with it. But what's funny I, is I was like, we were not racist at the Mexican restaurant. Right. It was all mixed together. That Mexican food and Chinese food are both that way. Yeah. yeah. You can just mix everything together. That's yeah. it. And breakfast That's it. food. Uh, That's one of the few times I'll mix my food. Like, this is true. You like can go what? hash browns, bacon, you can put, egg, you get put a, it all together. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. get a bowl of grits and throw some eggs and like bacon a, cheese in there. Let's go to Huddle House. It's just like yeah. a breakfast burrito or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I did? I did do uh, this weekend. I went bowling. I went bowling with my son and my uncle. Mm. Your wife yeah. told me about that because I asked her. If, really? Yeah, I said, hey, did uh, just interested. Did Blake make it to Tuscaloosa this weekend? And she just looked at me and she went, no. He went bowling. You never went? He went bowling. Ooh. 
Why are you bringing that up? Huh? Why are you bringing that up? <laughs> so, so it's all right. The, she the, don't listen. Was the doghouse at least air conditioned, Blake? <laughs> she don't listen. That's my, funny. <laughs> it's a long story. It's a long I story. Know, but anyway, I my, know. no, my, but you were you were but she no she did she she said you were doing it. Okay, so she yeah so yeah, she doing met, it. She, he called and was because he he was wanting to know if we want to go bowling, so we went because you know Bray yeah you know he's on the bowling team yeah. with uh you know, one of your sons and with Max. And anyway, we went, we went bowling and I finished third out of three people. <laughs> Both times we bowled. You got two, smoked. We bowled two games and I did atrocious. Now I come out of the gate hot in the, in the set. No, I got hot like, midway through the first game and then came out of the gate hot in the second game, but then just fell to pieces both yeah. times. Fell to pieces. But, yeah, so we go and Bray just, like, casually rolls in there and bowls like a 220-something. <laughs> but he was on the team at school, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's had some practice. And he, Well, that's the thing, though. He's, he's gotten a lot better. <clears throat> he's gotten a lot better. Like, he's like... He was coming on strong at the end of the season last year. Yeah, he was, he was getting better, but... Um, there, which you know, just spoiler alert here. Okay, and I know there'll be competitive bowlers that'll bash me for saying this, but I'm telling you, a lot of it is in the equipment. <laughs> I'm just telling you, a lot of it's in the equipment. So what you're saying is there's not a 200 score sitting on those little racks <laughs> throughout the, the bowling alley. No, there he is, <laughs> like a really good bowler, and there's always like the freak thing where somebody goes in there and say, well, I bowled a 240 one time or whatever, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of But I'm telling you, the people that are in there like going going in there and grabbing the balls off the rack and trying to spin them or whatever, yeah. like you're, you're having to put so much torque on that ball. Yeah. Like you literally are at risk for breaking your wrist. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. you're trying to spin that ball, and that ball's not designed to be spun. Yeah. It's not designed to hook. Yeah. Because it's a solid urethane ball. Well, like, I mean, if it, you buy if you buy one, I mean, your fingers are custom, like the holes. Yeah, so but, yeah. It's, all but it's more ball. than just that. It's the, the balls are designed to be reactive balls or not. Right. Like, they have a core that's off-center, and it's weighted. Yeah. And so you can get, like more reactive balls and less reactive balls. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get like the big hooks is you get, you get a ball where basically the core of that ball of that bowling ball looks like a, if you cut away a bowling ball, it looks like an everlasting gobstopper, you know, it's right. got layers and layers and layers, but then in those, it would be like a jelly bean that's off center. It's not perfectly centered. It's like, like a weeble wobble, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you bowl that thing, you literally can just walk up and bowl it straight, put very little English on it, and it'll still hook. Hook, yeah. And so that's why people don't get that, and they go in there and grab, grab those solid urethane balls that are not designed to hook, yeah. and they're trying to spin them so much. So, I'm, this, so the point of the story is This you got podcast smoked. is on the the uh, the, uh, the technicalities of bowling. All yes. Of I officially know way more about bowling balls than I ever wanted to. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, yeah I got smoked. Yeah. I got good. That's good. Awesome. But yeah. Anyway, so here's something more interesting straight from Tiffany. Say what? So, Joey, we're going to know this, and you're the only one that doesn't. (laughs) Is is that new? (laughs) (laughs) What else is new? I mean, blindsided Uh, is my life. That's what I am. Blindsided so let's get, let's by get, everything. Let's get an honest reaction from uh, the pastor. Mm. 
Pastor Hill. Mm-hmm. Let me read you the headline. An 82-year-old woman. Wait, hold on. Wrong thing. Yeah, you got to read the whole thing. Hold on. I got the wrong headline here. This powerlifting 82-year-old woman made an intruder regret breaking into her home. Let's go. <laughs> I'm already loving it. <laughs> Look at I'm her picture. Already... Whoa. Granny got some muscles. Granny got some flex. <laughs> G-Mall. That's yeah. what they call her. G-Mall. Uh, what's funny, though, is, you know, she's going to brag about it, too. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. yo, you know she is. A man, this is from CNN. A man, and let's see, when is this from? Oh, this is it's, a while it's back. It's kind of old. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's older. A man broke into the Rochester, New York home of 82-year-old woman, and it didn't end well. <laughs> 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 Miss Willie Murphy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Man, I bet she can cook, man. man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miss Willie Murphy said she was getting ready for bed Thursday night when a man began pounding on her door, urging her to call an ambulance for him. CNN affiliate. W H A M. It just dawned on me that there it's wham. W H A M. We digress. So you got to have fun with that. I, though. I know. You got to have fun with that. If that's your affiliate <coughs> name, <Jeez. laughs> CNN affiliate, wham. 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 Yeah. Like something straight um, out of. She told them that she called the police but wouldn't let the man in her, in her house. And then he became angry and he broke through the door. Oh. She said, Quote is kind of semi dark and I'm alone and I'm old, but guess what? I'm tough. (laughs) (laughs) She said, bearing her muscular arm, so she flexed when she said it. (laughs) Quote, he picked the wrong house to break into. Uh, she is an award-winning bodybuilder who said she's she's works out at her local YMCA almost every day. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway. She says, quote, I took I took the table and I went to work on it. <laughs> and the table broke. Yeah. And then she, she said the table over. I can hear her saying this. And guess what? <laughs> the table broke. She the broke table the broke. table. Unfazed, she says she used the metal legs of the table and I just kept hitting him. <laughs> After jumping on him a couple of times. Uh, she said, I ran into the cr- kitchen and I grabbed a bottle of baby shampoo and I squirted it in his face. <laughs> but oh, the next part man. is the best. Yeah, I squirted it in his face as he tried to get up, but it didn't in there. Next, she said, I took the broom and I whacked him some more. <laughs> by the time the intr- by that time, the tr- intruder was ready to leave. You I, think? I, yeah, I guess so. She said, I can deadlift 225, but she struggled to drag him out of the house. <laughs> She said, he just, <laughs> this is her, okay? He just wanted to get the heck out of there, and I'm trying to help him get out, but he's too heavy. I can't move him. He was dead weight. <laughs> well, you beat him senseless. He's going to lay there. At that point, the t- yeah, Tiffany sent me this article, by the way. At that point, the police arrived in response to Murphy's earlier call. She said, so they come in. He's laying down already because I really did a number on that man. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> he was put in an ambulance and she said he he thinks he, she thinks he was probably relieved to be out of the house. I, th- I think he was happy when he went in that ambulance because I sent him in that ambulance. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. I love that. The broom. That, that is that is not rehearsed. I no. mean, she is no. 
she loved every minute of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the fact that she uses shampoo, baby like shampoo. What, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. whatever's at her. <laughs> like, you know, you, you know, guys do this. I don't think women do. Maybe if you lived alone, you would. But you you always think, just every once in a while I'll hit you. If if an intruder come in here right now, what would I use? Because you you know really even you think if, that? I, I mean I'm like that. I, like, think, I think that way. I think about really. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about which room. Like you think about what you could use on this table as a weapon. Is <clears throat> are you are y'all like that? Not like not like that. I don't I, have those. Sometimes thoughts. I have that thought. Every now and if, then. Usually it's at home though. Usually yeah. it's not like out places. I I guess I don't I don't know I don't think that because I carry concealed weapons in my pocket all the time. It. Please stop it. Please <laughs> stop it. Check the microphone. Check one. Check two. <laughs> I'm talking into my fist, by yes, the way. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think uh I don't think about that really. What can I use as a weapon? Like I'm not maybe I'm not a true ninja <laughs> aware of my surroundings like a ninja turtle. I mean she she had thought about that. She went into the other room and got shampoo. I, my favorite quote like she, she said what's, when she said, I, so I took that table and I went to work on him. Yeah. <laughs> what's great about the shampoo is that she had to go get it. He was already down. Yeah. He was not That's coming what I'm after. Saying. Like she had already had it planned yeah. out in her head. Like if I have an intruder, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blind, I'm gonna blind <laughs> him with my shampoo. I'll be right back. Stay right there. Don't Stay move. Right there. Don't move. Don't move. I'll whack you with this table. Whack. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny though. She hits him with the table, it breaks, and so she she takes the metal leg of the table and, and starts continues. beating him. And I guarantee you that metal leg has been loose for years, and she's thought that'll come off easy if I have an intruder. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take. I'm going for that leg, not the other. Like we got the we got metal legs on this table. Can you imagine being beaten with that metal leg right there? Like I give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy, this guy went from playing video games on his couch to getting beat. He's like, I ain't moving. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing my, in the tank. Right. <laughs> That's one of my least redeeming qualities. I'll give up in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to admit though the irony of him showing up at the door and and asking her to call an ambulance to try to get her to open the door. Yeah. And then she ends up having to call him an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. like I'll give you a reason for an yeah, ambulance. That is funny. <laughs> like she would not had to hit me, but one time. Yeah. And I'm gone. Like I give I give is up. She, and, that's true about me in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. I give up way too quick Look, if the 82 year old woman picks up the table you better be turning around like it's time oh, to yeah, go yeah yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah you bit off more than you could chew this is not the easy target i thought it was. Right. but i am i am shocked though that you don't give thought to uh an intruder what? really yeah yeah well, like what you know what i'm saying like you just strike me as a guy that would have like a map on the wall like an escape route no mm-hmm. no like a safe room in the yeah, basement. not man. from like a person you know like man. i said hey i'm ready to go let's go man but yeah, we're Not you guys. You guys are gun owners, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so so we're gun owners, yeah. and, but you know, we obviously, honestly though, my gun is so far like my handgun exactly is so far like, and I keep stuff separated from it just you know because if we have mm-hmm. have kid, little kids there or stuff like that. So honestly, I'm not the best, um, and I know this will disappoint a lot of our like concealed carry guys in the yeah. church you yes. know and i have a concealed carry permit mm-hmm. but i um yeah i it's so far like removed and separated from one another i could not act quickly you, you, like, don't, no. you don't have backups backups for your backups Backups for my backups <laughs> no i mean i could get i could get to it pretty quick like i have the gun is within from like where i'm laying in the bed i could reach a gun 
and I can also reach a clip, but they're very separated. No, oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. one's in one location, one's another. And yeah. I, 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 so I could, I could get to it pretty quickly, but I don't, I don't like practice it. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean, you know, we got guys that like <laughs> oh, I can hit a button and it pops up out of their knot stand know, right? already locked like, and loaded. Yeah, oh, like yeah. those you see where they bump the headboard and the shotgun <laughs> falls out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got those guys in our church, and I'm glad they're here. You know, yeah. but I, I'm not that guy. I, do you remember that? Do you remember that time I uh, I put I got put to the test on that? Remember I told you I was. Brownie was gone. The kids were gone. I was at the house all by myself. Oh, yeah. You were and asleep and you like jumped it, up, ran up. No, no. Upstairs. Hang on, hang on. I, I <laughs> was had it the watched, dog? No, no, no. I had watched the movie, uh-huh. like this special ops movie or whatever, and I'm dead. I fall asleep watching it. And so I'm, you know, I'm watching these guys, you know, go around the corners and, you know, they're doing their full on, mm-hmm. you know, you know, soldier thing they do, right? How they clear a room, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And so I, I go to sleep watching that, and in the middle of it, for some reason, the alarm goes off, and I mean the alarm, yeah. like yeah. like motion detection goes off the whole nine yards, and it you're right, it was the dog that mm-hmm. set it off, but I came up out of the off that couch, and I now know how long it took you know it takes to get off the couch, upstairs to the gun. And ready to go, and now I'm going through the house, clearing the house clearing like the house. I'm I'm in the movie now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had so we had um, <clears throat> some picture frames sitting on top of like we had like a big TV console that had like the TV inside of it, mm. but it was probably like six seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. We had picture frames sitting on top of it. One of them fell Ooh. in the middle of the night, and it sounded it woke us good. up and sounded like glass broke or something. Mm. And both of us Mm-mm. jumped and grabbed guns. And we're like coming Y'all down. Both got you guns. both yeah. are locked and loaded. <laughs> we are. Yeah, I'm not that Dang, guy. Don't go into Wilson. I'm house. not that guy. I have guns, but it, it'll most likely be like you know when the when the detectives are there trying to determine how I died because I got shot between the eyes. They'll be like Blake, Blake tried to attack him with his Lord of the Rings replica sword. <laughs> <laughs> He attacked the intruder <laughs> and brought a fake sword to a gunfight. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> so true, man. That's what'll happen. Oh be like, is gosh. it at least plastic or is it foam? <laughs> no, it's like it's metal. It just is not sharp. You okay. know what I mean? So it's like, and the bad part is, I'll reach over the gun to grab it. You know. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> this will do the trick. Just natural out, instinct. Come out with a fake, <laughs> fake samurai sword. Mm. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. but you don't understand. The hilt has a dragon head on it. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it more dangerous. <laughs> or, or we could just go to the Y every day and work out. <laughs> yeah, we could. That's true. Deadlift two twenty five. Yeah, you know, you know her na- nickname is G Maul. Like she's yeah. an old G's, yeah. old school gangster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's G Maul Willie. G Maul Willie. I love that her name's Willie. I love it too, man. I love it. Yeah, you know she's she slapped some food on some. Oh, yeah. Tables, man. Yep. I'm just picturing my grandmother. I mean, not my grandmother, but my mom, my kid's grandmother. I'm I'm picturing her as somebody broke in the house. Like, I think she would she would have to sit them down at the table and feed them with her best meal because that's her <laughs> only weapon. Her only weapon is cooking. Yeah, take them out with heartburn. <laughs> Put them to sleep. That's all she's gonna do. Put them to yeah. sleep. Fill them up. Put them on <laughs> the be couch. Like, man, I was gonna rob you, man, but uh, I'm I'm gonna need to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, all right. it's up to you, one of you guys, to. I be know the, the yeah. king or queen of segways today. Well, oh, man, 
That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Hey, welcome hey, to my world. Talk, talking, <laughs> of, talking about an intrusion. Okay. Man, you uh, intruded Sunday. Mm-hmm. You stepped in. Everybody was like, where's Joey at? Oh, forget Joey. Blake is in the house. And so, man, you brought know. it. That wasn't that, that wasn't a strong segue. Was that not? <laughs> no. God, I thought it was. I was trying. <laughs> Stepping yeah. up to, to king of segues, um, that's a lot of pressure. But speaking of pressure, you really put the pressure on yesterday. Epic fail. How about, how about let's just talk about the, the <laughs> service and then move along. Yeah. Moving on. We'll be yeah. back to normal next week, guys. <laughs> well, obviously, I wasn't there. Okay. And uh, so, but I, you know, I did get to to get your your points and your notes and all that stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. so, Tiff, you'll probably have to interject as far as like illustrations and stuff like that. I always love Blake's illustrations. They're they're incredibly done well, but <laughs> they're way better than your uh, transitions. I can give you speaking that. Of, speaking of someone breaking into your house, that was one of your illustrations yesterday. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. I see. How about that? See, that would have been a uh, segue there. It was, yeah. But that, we started We started a brand new series. We did. Um, the series is called In Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, staying along with that theme that we, we're in this year, talking about in, everything is, you know, are you in, and what that looks like to be in. And so this series is a series dealing with what it looks like to be in Christ, and you are coming out of Romans yeah. uh, chapter 3. Yeah, I um <clears throat> what I told the congregation yesterday was I couldn't imagine going anywhere else after I'd been doing Romans for a year. <laughs> and then you nights. told me you yeah. told me the name, yeah, on Wednesday nights I've been doing Romans for a year and then you told me the name of the uh of the series. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about, you know, me filling in and and I just I couldn't imagine doing anything but Romans. So yeah, we did Romans 3 mm. and uh, the I probably dug myself a hole pretty early on because <laughs> the, the you know I come out of the gates uh, talking about basically building up that scripture, which I mean it you you can't you can't overhop that particular that particular passage. Mm-hmm. You really can't. I mean it's uh, well you called it the VIP passage. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I read the I read the quote from <clears throat> from Martin Luther. Um, you know where he said you know it was the. The, that Romans three twenty one through twenty six was the chief point in the very central place mm-hmm. of that of the epistle, mm-hmm. and it's the centerpiece of the whole Bible, is what mm-hmm. Martin Luther said. And then I, I read a quote from uh, Leon Morris, who uh, are you familiar with Leon Morris? I'm he, not. He's an mm-hmm. Australian guy. Okay, really interesting dude. Um, he passed away several years ago. Like he lived, he lived into his nineties. Mm-hmm. Like I think like mid to late nineties, maybe. But he's a uh, yeah, Australian guy that was a he was he was Anglican, but then he was mostly like an academic. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a lot of stuff, like in a couple of them that I used when I was working through. Like he has a he wrote like fifty books probably, hmm. and one of them that I used when I was going through Romans was called the Epistle to the Romans. That that was the hmm. that's the title of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just anyway, but uh. He said, uh, "He said, quote, it is possibly, talking about Romans 3, 21 through 26, mm-hmm. it is possibly the most important single paragraph ever written. Mm. <laughs> I like, yeah, uh. I kinda, I was like, yeah, that, that I kind of second guessed, like, <laughs> even reading that stuff. But anyway, it was, I just wanted to get that point across. But, well, yeah. it certainly made the Romans roadmap, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very important scripture, and, um, 
And so you were kind of like approaching it in terms of like, okay, these, this, these are some of the questions that Paul was trying to address. Yeah. You know, um, the, one of them, you know, why do Christians say that, you know, Jesus is the only way, uh, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, people, I kind of made the point of, you know, uh, people kind of, they don't understand what Jesus has to do with our faith in general. Like they understand that, you know, we want to, we want to make, you know, we want to know God, right? They Mm -hmm. understand like connecting to like a divine higher, higher power, but people outside of our faith, Jesus is normally like the contention. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can talk about God in like a big vague sense Mm -hmm. to people who are, you know, outside of, the Christian faith mm-hmm. and they really don't balk at it that much yeah. Mm. because, you know, some of them may just use God for like a generic term for like what's right. out, what that higher being that's out there in the ether kind of thing. But nothing mm-hmm. specific. It's nothing specific. And I think that's really the rub is when you put Jesus on it, it's like, okay, well now you just got really specific and you got creepy for me. Yeah. Like yeah. it made, you just made it creepy because you got really specific and you talked about, you know, <laughs> a, you know, uh, you know, this migrant Jewish rabbi from 2,000 years ago, and now you're bringing him into the mix, and you're mm-hmm. getting really, really specific, and so you just muddied the water, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so people just don't understand, you know, why? what does Jesus have to do with me knowing God to begin with? And then secondly, like, and why is he the only way to know God? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and what, why the cross? Like, what does that have to do with it? And so mm-hmm. those are really kind of the big questions behind it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. Um, and then you just kind of really got into like, you know, how how we respond to those questions. Mm-hmm. Like the church in terms of, you know, you know, in terms of like, you know, when we say things like Jesus is the only way, you know, and when you're talking about, you know, Christians, you know, as far as like, um, you know, like, can we know God in our own way kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like... Like you were, you were kind of getting into like how we respond to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Just basically saying, you know, um, when people ask those kind of questions, like, what's our response? Do we just, you know, I think the the joke that I said was like, do we back out of the room and pray for the rapture? Is that what we do? Like, um, <laughs> some do, <clears throat> but some do. Just, I was basically just kind of teeing it up for Romans three, you know, yeah. for for the text, uh, yeah, because I feel like it gives the fullest answer to that mm-hmm. question. Uh, the way that I said it in in the message was this passage is not just a declaration that Jesus is the only way. It's an explanation as to why he's the only way. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that was the, so anyway, but that, and then we got into the text. We did, you know, started with Romans 20, just kind of building out, you know, kind of Paul's uh, foundation of what he had been talking about up to that point. Because yeah. through Romans 1 and Romans 2 and the first part of Romans 3, Paul just kind of buries everybody in conviction. Like he just mm-hmm. lay, you know, lays out like this, uh, this basically hopeless scenario, right? And like you know that you're you're you look at your good deeds and your, or you look at your bad deeds and you realize that your bad deeds are exactly what they are. You know that you're, um, you know, you're you're a terrible person. That your bad deeds are are full of, you know, anger and selfishness and just wickedness. But then you look at your good deeds and you realize that your good deeds are full of, you know, mm-hmm. pride mm-hmm. and selfishness and competitive competitiveness and jealousy and stuff like that. And so you just kind of get buried under like this sense of helplessness before yeah. you get to that turn there in verse 21. So 
Yeah, yeah. You, yeah I think what you were saying there was the law is an ins- insufficient answer to sin. Yeah, yeah, because every... Every, Everything falls short. Yeah, and every religion has a law. Every religion has a list of things. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, do these things and then you'll be accepted by God. But the gospel says, religion in general says, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. But the gospel says, I'm accepted, therefore I obey. Yeah. And so yeah. that was the contrast. And that's kind of where you did the illustration of someone breaking in and destroying mm-hmm. your things. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. That's what when yeah. Tiffany brought well, that you were, up. You were saying that, Someone like say someone breaks into your house, destroys all your things, gets mm-hmm. caught. They go before the judge and they say, "Oh, but look at all this good stuff I've done in my life. Look how good of a person right. I am." They're trying to paint that contrast. Yeah. I was and trying to like remember good, where their good in, merit can't restore the things that were broken. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. that and that the point was that's how God feels about our sin because mm-hmm. our sin is attempting to destroy what it is that He's established. Right. And and there's nothing that we can do now to fix that spiritual problem. No amount of good works can can offset the spiritual damage that your mm-hmm. sin has done, basically. Yeah. I, I have a question. Do y'all feel like people, you know, because, you know, there's so much, like, criticism out there as far as, like, because, I mean, I see it. I mean, I see it on uh, Reels. I see it on social media. I see it, and I've heard people talking about it, but most definitely you've got preachers out there preaching it now um, that, you know, the problem with the church is that you've got so many people in the church who think they're saved, but they're not, mm, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and, and and if that is true, and I'm not going to say I disagree with that because even Billy Graham many, many years ago said the greatest mission field is church roles, you right. know, but my question to y'all is this, do y'all feel it, if that is the case, is that because people are coming to Jesus um, not lost enough, like they don't yeah. have a true clear picture of their hopelessness. Yeah, I think especially in the Bible Belt growing up in the South, uh, you go to church because you go to church, and that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. That's the good thing to do. As long as you go to church and you're a good person, then you're saved. I think it's easy to just, like, ride that your whole life. Right, right. And never really think about it. I Mm. think the core of that is kind of what we're talking about here, though, and, like, what I said in the message. I think the reason that they're not lost enough is they don't, understand the contrast between religion and what the Bible teaches. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the contrast between religion and the gospel in right. the sense that it's like they feel like that it it's all still merit-based to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to church and you do good yeah. things, that makes you a good person, exactly. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And there is nothing that makes you a good person. The Bible teaches that you're not a good person. Even, or the, the Even your good deeds are filthy rags? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, your righteousness is filthy rags. And the quote that that I said one time, you know, that several people messed with me about on here was I was was when I said, you know, you're way worse than you think you are. Exactly. Like, yeah. And so yeah. understanding that, no matter how bad it is that you think you are, you're actually worse than that. Yeah. And so understanding the contrast and being able to hold those things, you know, equal to balance that out and understand the contrast between, okay, so then what does that mean for me in regards to me doing good and becoming good in that way. Mm. It's like, and that was kind of the big point of the message is what is justification really? Like that was that was kind of the heart behind the message is yeah. justification mm-hmm. in Christ, you know? And so, uh, you know, we don't get good enough. We don't reach a point where we get good enough and then mm-hmm. God looks at us and says, okay, you can come in. Yeah. Like you're accepted mm-hmm. now. That's, yeah. the, that's the religious mindset. That's the I obey, therefore I'm accepted. Right. But we never get to that point. 
we don't reach that. There's there's no threshold there. There it's you you can obey all you want, but you're never going to obey your way into justification. Right. It has to start with justification and then lead to obedience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. where I wrote down you said we don't become righteous enough that he declares us righteous. Mm-hmm. But while we're still sinners, he declares us righteous. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was after we got into the main text and read mm-hmm. through 21, 21 through twenty six, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think I think to your point, um, you know, when you think about where culture is, when you think about, you know, uh, you know the 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 vi- victimization of society in terms of, um, you know, being offended, being bullied, being whatever, um, if it's a negative message in our culture today, then it should be stamped out. Like that, that is kind of across the board. Like if you're, if you're bringing negative energy into the room, okay. With your message, Uh then you need your mic removed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that because you're, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not adding value to the situation. You're, you're becoming a negative uh, force and you're taking, you're withdrawing from it. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of an overall blanket application yeah. of just about any circumstance or situation and the way our world thinks. And if you think about the gospel, you know, where Jesus Christ, the gospel itself is not offensive because of the positive side of the message. Correct. The positive side of the message is someone has died, you know, in right. your place. Someone has paid your price, uh, paid the price that you couldn't pay kind of thing. That's a pot. And I don't think anybody has a problem with that. The problem that they have with is you telling them that they're not a good person, that they're evil, that they're dark. Right. And, and that's where the world, I think is going to get a a ton of pushback. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it it is the, the gospel. And I gotta be careful the way I say this. I don't want people to like (laughs) misconstrue this. The gospel is what kind of what you're saying is it's mostly a negative thing, but just with a really good ending. Ending. Yeah. 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 It's um, you know, but though I think the the illustration it's good news. Yeah, it's good news. <laughs> yeah, there's good. There's really good news. But let me tell you everything that's bad about you and this situation and everything. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how hopeless this this whole situation is. But then let me give you good news that there's an amazing, you know. Yeah. There's amazing option. They, they want the yeah. good news, but they don't want to have to think yeah. that like I'm not okay. Yeah, but I'm not. I, I'm not sure who you quoted, but you said and I love this. You said Jesus became the worst of us. That was Martin Luther. It was. <clears> was it that was, Luther? Yeah, it was Luther okay. uh, yeah. talking about you know on the cross. Um, let me find the actual quote. Yeah, uh, Luther said, "Quote: All the prophets foresaw that on the cross Jesus became the greatest murderer, adulterer, thief, rebel, and blasphemer that ever was." Our most merciful father sent his only son into the world and said to him, Jesus, you will become Peter, the denier. You will become Paul, that persecutor, blasphemer, and cruel oppressor. Mm. You will become David, that adulterer. You will become Adam, that sinner, which did eat of the forbidden fruit in paradise. Yeah. Yeah. I walked into a Christian bookstore one time. I looked over and I saw a book. It said, uh, when Jesus became a homosexual. And I went, excuse me? Like, (laughs) I I just kind of went over there and looked. And the whole book was on what you just that, yeah. what you just nice. said. That moment on the cross when he became the not, you know, like like he became every sin. He was the that sin man, bearer. Yeah, he was yeah. the sin bearer. Yeah, that, and that was the point of the illustration. Was you know I talked because there in this text that we read, you know, there's a lot of 
stuff about the old, you know, the, the reference to the Old Testament saints and things mm-hmm. like that and how the sin was passed over and all mm-hmm. that. Um, and so I kind of use that as a platform to talk about that, about mm-hmm. how, you know, like in the Old Testament sacrificial system, they bring in a lamb, the spotless lamb, they lay the lamb on the altar, the family, you know, once a year, they all come in, they lay their hands on the head of the lamb. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, that that transaction happens. Now that lamb becomes their sin bearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they walk out free and clear. Yeah. And that's what Christ did is yeah. basically all the, all the sins were laid on his head and he became the sin bearer. And mm-hmm. then of course we talked about, you know, kind of the, the stuff in there that people always have questions about, like, so what happened to the old Testament saints? This scripture is the clearest answer to that, that we have in the Bible is that basically, you know, their sins were passed over. Um, they don't, they weren't, <clears throat> they weren't, um, they weren't resolved. Their sins weren't resolved. They were just passed over. And so then um, essentially it creates the picture of the Old Testament. Their sins were kind of forgiven on credit because mm-hmm. the, the lambs that were used were just a temporary placeholder. Mm-hmm. They, they, just, they, just, Symbols. they were symbolic <clears throat> of what was to come in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the most beautiful passages in all of scripture to me is when all that comes to a head, when John the Baptist sees Jesus for the first time and says, behold, the lamb of God God. that comes to take away the sins of the whole world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It tied the entire old Testament and all the foreshadowing and everything. All of it gets wrapped up right there. Mm. Um, then, then it just kind of took a turn towards, um, you really started talking about forgiveness Mm -hmm. and you, you said, Things like real forgiveness always requires suffering on some level. Yeah. yeah. If you refuse to retaliate against someone who wronged you, then you absorb the suffering for their sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I used the illustration there. That was that was kind of as we worked towards the uh towards the end. We um, you know, of course we walked through propitiation and stuff like that. Um, but that was that kind of brought it all to a head there is because mm-hmm. a lot of times people see forgiveness as just a uh, you know, only a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's not, it, there's per, uh, forgiveness always implies suffering on mm. some level. And the illustration was, you know, if you, <clears throat> if you're a business owner and someone, uh, a competitor starts telling lies about your business. And then because of the lies that they tell, now your business has done real harm. Like you start losing money or whatever. You start hemorrhaging money because they're out telling lies about you. Yeah. Well, then you've only got a handful of options there. Okay, so either you can launch a counterattack, like you can go out and try to try to dispel the fake news. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could launch a counterattack in a way of like going out and spread lies about them. Mm-hmm. You know, you could try to even the score that way, uh, to where then people are kind of like, okay, well maybe there's two bad options. You know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the other option is you could you could you know you could sue them. Yeah. You could take them. You could take them to court and um, you know for you know for you know, spreading all this false information about your business and then uh, maybe even sue them to the point that, you know, they lose their own business, you know, sue them for the damages and they lose their own business. You know, that would be pretty good punishment or you just forgive them and move on. And I wasn't, and I said it in both services, I wasn't offering that illustration up as to say, this is what you should do in mm-hmm. whatever situation. Cause that, that situation, you know, those, those are always going to be unique situations. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to offer advice as to what to do. Right. I was right. what I was doing is trying to make the point is if you were if you were in that situation and you chose to forgive them and move on, you 
you refuse to retaliate against the people who did you harm, mm -hmm. then what you're doing in that moment is you're absorbing the suffering for their sin. Mm -hmm. So that, and that's what forgiveness requires on some level, somewhere mm -hmm. there's always suffering when you talk about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And if you talk about cosmic level forgiveness, mm -hmm. then it requires a cosmic level of suffering, which yeah. is what you have at the cross. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's good. So that's good. That was, <clears throat> that was kind of the, the point there. And I, and I kind of went into this whole ramble about how, you know, people who don't understand that usually have not walked through hard suffering in their life. Right. And man, I think that is a massively deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Like, cause people who've walked through suffering, when you say what I just said, man, it resonates to them. Mm -hmm. You know, I use the story of like uh, David and Bathsheba and then David sends Uriah to the front lines and Uriah's killed. And then later on, David gets confronted by Nathan and, um, you know, who's like his spiritual advisor, pastor, whatever you want to say. And when he sit, when he calls David out on it saying, you know, I know, I know what you did. Mm -hmm. Basically David just melts to pieces and is repentant. Like he's truly mm -hmm. repentant. But Nathan says to him, okay, your sins have been forgiven. Basically your sins are washed away. I see your, your repentance over this and the Lord has made your sins no more. Yeah. And, and when I read that passage, it always comes to mind for me, um, how would Uriah's family have felt hearing Nathan say that to David? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because they're walking through suffering. Yeah. And so they understand that to forgive mm -hmm. David in that situation, you see what I mean? Yeah. For them mm -hmm. to forgive David in that situation, it requires immense suffering on their end. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's always suffering involved. And yeah. so we don't we don't see that contrast there. We we have a hard time with it, but and I think it plays out, too, in society. I mean, like, you know, you look at, like, one of the top headlines for today is the whole Natalie Holloway thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, and everybody's out there going, her mom still has not gotten justice. Her mom has still not gotten justice, you right. know? Yeah. It's hard for me not to to take, like, headlines of the day as well as even things that we all struggle in our natural, normal lives. It's hard for us to go through something like this and and not realize that okay if this is one of the most important paragraphs in scripture then it explains a lot about me it explains a lot about my life it oh, explains yeah. a lot about how about this how about you know Christ and his church totally being uh symbolized through the idea of marriage you know mm -hmm. bride, the the bride and the groom kind yeah. of thing yeah. and and when you think about you know Paul is consistently saying things, you know, like husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself mm -hmm. for it. You know, when you hear these kind of things, it's hard for me not to go through this, especially the the whole like cosmic level forgiveness requires cosmic level suffering. Like, because I think about so many people now that struggle in their marriage, and I don't know if I'm saying this for somebody that's listening, but one of the reasons we struggle in marriage is because we're unwilling to forgive our spouse. Mm. We just won't do it. And, yeah. and in a lot of ways the reason we won't forgive them is because we won't accept the fact that they need to forgive us, that we've wronged them. Yeah. And so, because it's hard for me to forgive my wife if I'm walking around thinking I ain't done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she's the one, she's the one that needs to, you know, for, forget. I mean, you know, I need to forgive her. Right. And, and, and it's just one of those things where I think that, that this gets into that, that whole thing of like, we just don't realize how, how, um, cosmic, you know, sinful <laughs> we are, yeah. Yeah. if that makes sense. Like well, we just I think to me there's at the root of it is, and this is going to sound like 
maybe it'll sound like a reach to some people, but it's a gospel issue. It's a, it's a lack of belief in the gospel that causes a lack of forgiveness. Yeah. And, and some people have, that that's very offensive to hear me say that or to hear anybody say that is like, but, um, there's this understanding of like, if you, if you've sinned against me, mm-hmm. you know, for that, mm-hmm. then if I truly believe the gospel, then the gospel teaches me that r- righteousness will be restored. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there. So in other words, all sin is paid for. And that was one of the points in the message that, that I, I really meant to stress was like all sin is paid for either on the cross or in eternity in hell. Mm. And I know that's a really harsh way to for people mm-hmm. to hear that sometimes, but when you understand that in general, like when you believe the gospel in that way, that you believe that sin is paid for, yeah, either on the cross, you see what I'm saying. Now we get into a situation to where it's like, okay, if I have conflict with you, but your sin is paid for, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now basically, like I've put myself in a very precarious situation because I I choose not to forgive. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah. Because now my beef is not with you any longer. Right. It's much bigger. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and so that's why I say it's at the core, it's a gospel issue. <clears throat> yeah. Like in in, yeah. in most all circumstances. Yeah. Well, in all, in all circumstances. Well, and you is. said too, you said faith is like marriage in that we come together and Jesus takes our debt and we mm-hmm. get his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was the that was right, right towards the end where I was kind of talking about the, the meaning of the word. Uh, it's in you know, in verse 26, where it says the one who has faith in Jesus, um, you know, that my point was faith was the, it was the hand on the head of the lamb saying, I believe that you are my sin bearer. I believe you can accomplish this. And the point being that it was, it's not a blind faith. It's a, it's a faith based on something that you already know about that person. And mm-hmm. that, and that's when I use the illustration of marriage. So like when you, when you begin to date someone or court someone and you, you know, fall in love or whatever at, there's always surprises. Like, mm-hmm. you know, anybody who's married knows that there's surprises <laughs> waiting on them after they get married. I always. actually caught a really funny moment in second service when you started saying that. Yeah. I was sitting right behind uh, Mike and Christy Huff. Somebody elbowed somebody. And no, she, you were saying that, and I heard her going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just kind of like slightly turns his head, and she starts <laughs> chuckling. <laughs> Mm. I was mm. like, exactly. From my from my perspective, I saw a bunch of that. Yeah. Like when I oh, said, oh yeah, I said, um, I'm trying to remember how I said. It. Let's see if I can find it here. Mm. Um, I said, you know, I said they don't, you know, people don't always know everything there is to know about each other. Sometimes, usually, well, let's say always, there's some sort of surprises waiting on them. <laughs> always. And, my, and I said, am I right, married people? And when I said that, I literally saw like 50 elbows in the crowd <laughs> go boom. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh but they, but the point is, they get to a point where they know enough about each other that they make that commitment, and in that moment, they become one. That, like you said, their yeah. debts become yeah. one. Their assets, their futures, they start to share a last name. And then I said, you know, that's what happened to me. I talked about, you know, me, me and Cass started dating, and then we, you know, we get married, and in that moment, our debts, our assets, our futures, uh, they all become one. And faith is, like you said, us mm-hmm. doing that with with Christ. He yeah. takes. He takes your sin, you get his righteousness. Mm-hmm. We commit ourselves to him based on what we know about him. And the good news is he's already said, I do. Mm-hmm. And I use the illustration, it just kind of came up in the moment because uh, 
Tommy, Daniel, her son, her oldest son, Devin, got got engaged. Engaged, yeah. Congratulations, Devin. Yeah, and so I I said, she and I were talking about it before service, and so I just happened to just blurt that out because I looked right at her during the first service (laughs) when I said it. And I was like, you know, that kind of fits here. And I said... Speaking of that, Tommy and I were talking about anyway, and I brought I brought it up in the message. Mm-hmm. I said that, you know, <laughs> I started talking about because she and I were joking beforehand about awkward engagements where somebody says no. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's. A, by the way, I have a I have a horror story that, about that that I should. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I probably shouldn't share it. I probably should not. Up, not me. Though. Not me. <laughs> But let me just say it this way. I would, I'll leave this really vague, okay? Okay. I know a guy who was hired as a videographer mm-hmm. to video a surprise marriage proposal. Oh, no. And he's hid in the bushes videoing, and there's and they're at the botanical gardens, and there's three of them. He's hid in the bushes. He's videoing. And then she says no. And then the guy has to make the humiliating walk over there to hand the video guy his check. <gasps> <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. Ouch. <laughs> Is that not awful? Sorry, it didn't work out. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna need your editing services. <laughs> yeah, we won't need you to edit it. What do you want me to do with the video? Whatever you want to do with it, just delete it. <laughs> just, no, I don't know. I don't know what it, was said. on my dead body and light it on fire. I don't know what was said, but I just talked to the guy who, you know, the guy I know is the one who did the video. Right, right. And so we were talking. Gosh. He told me about it. He didn't tell me the individual's names or anything, but okay. oh, wow. I mean, how do you miss that? I mean, I'm just like, don't you have like cues? Oh, I know. That's what I say. You like, I would yeah. never go that far and if that I was, didn't. That was kind of my point. I didn't tell that what I just told as part of the sermon, but, uh, you know, the point with bringing up Devin is like normally people don't propose until they feel like they it's, a, it's a, a sure solid. thing. It's a and, solid, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> I always joked about, uh, you know, I think I told Cass like, leading up to when I proposed to her is like, and by the way, you know, which I was sure I knew she would say yes. And then, but then like you get right up to it really close. So, Hey, just a heads up. If I ever propose, just say yes. And then we'll figure it out afterwards. <laughs> if you're going to say no, don't do it in front of everyone. <laughs> anyway, but the point was the whole yeah. point was that Christ has said yes. He's on record for saying I do. Yeah. Right. He's and on point for he's on record for saying that, and he's just waiting on us. He's waiting on us for that yeah. for that moment of. And uh, kind of referencing back to what you said earlier in the message about how we feel the need to earn our justification. You said, but we have a hard time accepting this without feeling there must be strings attached, as if we must do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That and that was the part where I went into the. I read the quote from uh, Corey Ten Boom because mm-hmm. we have we do we feel like there's strings attached like we're uh, that that's too good of an offer right yeah. it's right. too good of an offer right. and 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 that's what's so difficult of of carrying that understanding who we are as a sinful person but mm-hmm. also car- carrying that necessary corollary of but God's amazing grace right yeah and so but anyway she says it's a really good quote she and if you don't know who she is she you know survived the nazi concentration camp she she's um fantastic writer she says quote in the cross god hurled our sins into the deepest part of the sea and then put up a sign there saying no fishing allowed we live with a dull vague sense of guilt disapproval and fear because we aren't nearly as vigorous in appropriating god's forgiveness as mm. god is in extending it mm. gosh ouch <laughs> 
<laughs> and this one right here, I think this one really got some people. This really hammered some people in the head. When you don't embrace the forgiveness he offers, it's insulting as though you're looking at the cross and telling God it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. That was the part for me. I told Tiffany yeah. earlier, I was like, it got me in the first service. Yeah. Now, you'll know what I'm talking about, Joey, when I say sometimes you put stuff down for a message, but it's not until you say it out loud for the first time that it really like hits yeah. you because you know that yeah. you've been driving somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and just that thought based on everything that we just discussed, you know, of, uh, you know, not accepting that forgiveness, yeah. not, yeah. not, not mm-hmm. recognizing that justification is, uh, you know, is like looking at, you know, son of God hanging on a criminal's cross, bloodied and beaten and saying, and then looking at God and saying, no, I'm sorry. It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. That that, I'm up. still not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> that yeah. came up in a Bible study Oof. I was in last night too. We were talking about, um, shame and condemnation and being hard on yourself and how, you know, if you really recognize that, mm-hmm. that God's forgiveness is good enough, yeah, you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't be condemning yourself. You shouldn't be shaming yourself. And, mm-hmm. and that was really the point. That's the entire point of the message was the difference between, I mean, not not just this, but a big hinge in it, and it's where we ended, was it's the difference between forgiveness and justification. Yeah. Because forgiveness looks at the guilty person and says, you're free. You're, you are no longer, you, you do not have to pay this penalty. That mm. That's forgiveness. And that's amazing mm-hmm. in and of itself. But justification is so much more than that. Justification is accepting what Tiffany's talking about. And justification says, not just you're forgiven, justification is God looking at you and saying, not just you can go, but you may come. You are welcome here. Mm. You're welcome into all I have. You're welcome into all my presence. You're welcome into uh, all that I have to offer. It is yours. That's justification. And then that, that's good news. Mm. That's really good news. news. Love it. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. It worked out. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out. It can be, if you missed it, you can listen online, highpointcommunitychurch.org, or yes. if you have our app. Yes, you can, you can listen in the app. You can also go back So Blake's complete series of Wednesday night Bible studies on the book of Romans yes. is in there. Mm-hmm. So you can go listen to that. It's pretty good. By the way, we're going to hang out in Romans next week. I'm staying with it. <laughs> there you go. I'm sticking with it. There you More go. More to come. Uh, by the way, uh, let me just it, if you if you are interested in any um, how do I say this carefully? <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into some racial issues mm. this coming Sunday morning Ooh. in Romans. Uh, so if uh, you know. If that's something that interests you or you know someone, that that would be, you know, I think we're, we're driving towards unity in Christ. And so that's unity and then to go along with the series in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's that, and that's kind of what our passage centers around. So if uh, if that's something that interests you, uh, it, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it, you know. Maybe, For sure. you know, invite your only white friend to come with you. Because <laughs> I know most of our audience... Our Haitian, our Haitian descent. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just got us blacklisted. No, not really. You never know. You don't know. You don't know who's listening. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> Joey's still in He's disbelief. He's shaking his head. 
anyway. So, what we got going on? A lot. Uh, their students leave this week uh, for for student camp. Mm-hmm. Um, Wild weekend. The the next. That's the name uh, of it. Or this Wednesday night. That is the actual name of it. Yes. I just don't want people to think. Yeah, it's no, that's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> the actual trip is called Wild Weekend. Yeah. Uh, it will not be wild. They'll be learning about bearing fruit for Jesus. Yes. The, the seventh. The <laughs> they will all be wearing one-piece bathing suits. Disclaimer. One-piece bathing suits. <laughs> no, 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 no mixed bathing. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all throwing out a lot of disclaimers. Uh, So this Wednesday night, our kids' ministry has a swim night at Rickwood Rickwood Caverns. Caverns. Yes. Yes. Rickwood State Park. They're not going in the cavern to swim. They're going to swim in the swimming pool. They're going to swim in the I was going to say Rickwood State Park. We are destroying these announcements. Yeah. Um, Then the next week on the 14th, we have – so then, yeah, so this Wednesday night in chronological order, this Wednesday (laughs) night is – uh, kids swim night at mm-hmm. Rickwood. Then Friday, our students leave. They'll be gone through the weekend. Uh, be back on Monday. Back on Monday. Then the next Wednesday night on the 14th, we have our family movie night, summer flicks, family yes. movie night in the yes. FAC. So maybe bring a bring yourself a, a, a you know, like a, a folding chair, fold-out chair, a, a blanket, mm-hmm. whatever. Snacks. We'll, um, yeah, we'll pop some popcorn. And, uh, you know, we'll probably pop popcorn and maybe have like, bottled water or something yeah. like that but uh if there's anything else you want to drink you can you can bring that um that's gonna be a special <laughs> night it's it's bring your yeah <laughs> we have an announcement that night right yes yes and so we are going to be watching the new super mario brothers movie and then we'll also be announcing our theme for vbs so join us for that and we'll open registration at that point too so if anybody's Gearing up for that, want to get registered, want to volunteer. We've got all kinds of stuff coming. You do not want to miss it this year. Uh, I assure you. It's going to be good. The Wednesday night after that, or not the Wednesday night, but the week after that, our kids are going to the Cornerstone Day Camp during the day for those that are signed up for that. And then the week after that, on the 28th, we have a night of worship that Wednesday night. It's going to be awesome. And listen, that's just June. Yes. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm already tired. I have seen the set list for night of worship. You mm. do not want to miss it. Mm. It's going to be so good. That's just June, y'all. Night of worship. We can't. We shouldn't even talk about July. We won't talk about July. That's <laughs> just June. There you go. Exciting. There you go. Anything else? Mm. We're good. We're good. It's a great day to be alive. Amen. All right. We'll see y'all later. Sandy Grevy.